It's the Heart of a Butter Show, guys. Welcome back. It's good to talk to you. I'm your coach, Coach Johan, Johan Francis. Welcome to the show where we talk anything to get you guys going in fitness, right? That means certifications, that means perfect kettlebell swings. Like I said, it means yoga pants, eye candy. It means playing the best music you can, whatever it is. We talk about it here on this show today. Let's talk about it, guys. Let's talk about all the different forms of fitness. Let's talk about why there are so many different spheres of influence and which ones are going to get you the results the quickest. It harkens back to something that I wrote about like three years ago, um, four years ago now, after reading the, um, my guy, uh, Miyoto Musashi, Miyamoto Musashi. I read the book of five rings and after reading that shit, I decided to finish a manuscript that I had started a while back four years ago uh, when I started my new business and I came to the conclusion after writing that manuscript that everything that we do in fitness is how we get into shape everything you do right I don't want to do a singular type of fitness and choosing something that has um, a singular focus very narrow-minded propriety doesn't get it done. I'll say it time and time again. Specificity in fitness, not only do I does, does it lead to injury, right? Specificity, being overly specific, leads to injury later in life. 100%, guys. But you only get good at that one thing. Take, for example, every runner you've ever met. <laughs> That's been running for at least 15 plus years. Okay. I'm not saying they're all injured, right? But I am saying they're doing a um, good amount of stretching and a good amount of ice baths and massage. that <gasps> goes along with their regimen of six-month-a-year running races and traveling around and doing marathons. The coolest most active runner you know in your life does 20% of their workout program and regimen has everything to do with ice baths and Epsom salts. Real talk. (laughs) Because doing overly specific things, and if that's not the case, maybe they are injured. And if that's not the case, they're cross-training. In my experience, I haven't met people who are adept at, say, running, who don't cross-train and aren't injured. If they cross-train, they're probably not as injured. If they don't do anything else, I see it all the time. A lot of beat-up joints. And so if I'm a really skilled bodyweight expert, right, and I can do 100 push-ups in four minutes, Good for me, but does that translate to me being able to bench press uh, one and a half times my body weight a few times? No. (laughs) It just means that I'm going to do 103 push-ups the next day in four minutes. Then after that, 105. 
And is that great? Absolutely, because it gets your heart rate up and it's probably a strong body weight warm up. But if we're not incorporating all the different types of fitness, right? Body weight flows and calisthenics. Steel mace and rotational power drills. Plyometrics, lateral plyometrics, Swiss ball, and we're working pikes, and we're working our sit-ups and our one-legged squats, pistols. We prepare to do our Olympic lifts. If we're not working in all these things, we're cutting our, our fitness off at the ankles. You can be stronger. And most of what we see as fitness is going in that direction, in my opinion. It has everything to do with taking every sphere of influence you can find in fitness and mashing them together. I think. And this is something that I wrote in my manuscript a long time ago, four years ago. And I, and I find it to be true. Still. Right? I find it to be true. From experience, especially running, might have adverse effects on my powerlifting. But doing both in preparation for one or the other, if I'm getting closer to competition, maybe I taper one down. But doing both on the off-season. I got a guy now who's a hockey player. He's just putting on muscle. I have... Um, You know, one of my best friends was a uh, judo Olympian, and he was constantly cross-training. He did everything, but he was also a Pilates instructor, and he know how to, he, he used the Pilates chair and the reformer, um, taught me a lot of stuff that I had no clue. I didn't, it was like he was teaching me Cyrillic. When I, you know, it's like he was teaching me Cyrillic and then, you know, 15 years later I meet and marry a Russian woman and I have to move to St. Petersburg. It's like, or Moscow, excuse me. Why the fuck I call this St. Petersburg? But, um, the things that he taught me, I still use and I use with other people. Like (laughs) the judo Olympian was a Pilates instructor, right? You think of Pilates instructor as typically as, you know, lean yoga pant wearing, or not even lean, but like, you know, decently muscle, like you got a great adductor muscles and a strong core, and that's about it. And if I can't tell that from you wearing your Lululemon gear and your yoga pants, then I, I just feel like you run a lot. My boy, he did it all. He cross-trained. Everybody within earshot or who keeps up with the surfing world knows how legendary Laird Hamilton's workouts can be where he's holding stones underwater. Cross-training. Cross-training. If we're... A lot of fighters will ride their bike. I know a guy who, when he's not fighting, he's riding his bike. 20-mile rides. Right? 15 mile rides. Cross training. And it's because, and most of these folks are never injured. 
I can almost point directly to the people that I train who do a singular type of fitness who get injured the most, right? You go to the gym, I go to my local gym and I see the biggest dudes in there, the, um, the meatheads, right? Cool guys. And they're lifting heavy. They're lifting the same type of weights. Maybe they're adding five pounds every day, two pounds every day onto their lift, getting stronger. Injuries, tightness all the time. So it's weird. It's counterintuitive. You think that people are out here doing sidesteps and doing these speed skaters, doing fucking pull-ups and everything, but then they're also doing Olympic lifts. You think they get injured. They're doing too much to their body, but no. It's actually this variation. It's stretching your bodies, your psychomotor pathways, ability to adapt to normal responses within life, which actually gives you the greatest opportunity to get stronger and to stay injury-free. I mean, what are the things that injure you the most, right? It's if you work as a trucker, UPS, you out here, you know what I mean? Lifting and coming out the truck every two seconds. Overuse injury, right? Lifestyle injury. It's if you're, you know, you're a, uh, a mom and a businesswoman, you're out here driving 20, 25, 30 miles uh, to go to meetings every day back and forth and you're in the car a little bit too long because you're in the commute. You start to get that bad back, the bad hips. It's the same thing, and I see it all the time, guys. So what's the answer? It's being variable with your fitness, right? And it made me kind of think, or I guess at least I got a chance to think about it more as my girlfriend does more of her own training. She's going to be the head at a gym. And at the gym... We're going to have everything. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. You know, we're going to have the smorgasbord of fitness. Everything under the sun that you think you can get underneath one roof. They're going to have it there. This type of Pilates. This type of kettlebells. A little bit of boxing with the fancy bags. Everything. In theory, I will be able to come in. I'll be able to point counterclockwise and every hour take a different class from this gym that my girlfriend works at every hour on the hour take a different class that will challenge my psychomotor pathways in a different respect and get me either better at cardio and hit intervals or stronger the unifying grace is that they're all under heat so hello heat shock proteins also whatever the fuck they do make you feel good right but it's like i'm gonna go do pilates then i'm in a box And then I'm going to go do kettlebells. And then I'm going to do some hit, like, you know, body weight. Like, whoa, that's pretty special. (laughs) And I think it's a good idea, right? I think it's a solid idea. Because now she's getting certified in everything. For me personally, I look at a lot of coaches. I look at a lot of certifications. And if it were me and a lot of the people that I kind of came up with in the fitness world, we're the arbiters of what is applicable and useful in fitness bullshit. There would only be like five certifications. Five. There'd be corrective exercise. Right? That's a good one. There would be strength coaching, kettlebells. 
body weight and or Pilates and or yoga, um, weightlifting, just for safety's not even, maybe not even that one because um, you just need to learn to be safe. And I think that there are other certifications that trump that. But point is, there'd only be like four. There'd be four certifications, five, seven or eight max. Well, you go out into the landscape, you could find somebody certified in fucking dumbbells, like one arm, everything. And it's quite ridiculous. When you have your suspension trainer certification, your foam roller certificate, like, no fuck yourself, right? You can't tell me that you know more about this piece of equipment outside the 10,000 hours that you're approaching on where you are using this equipment day in and day out and getting better at it. You know more than me, basically because you just use this thing all the time, right? And this makes you equipped to teach others. But why couldn't I do this myself? Why can't I pick up a slam ball and just opine exercises and figure out different modes to use it and get slam ball certified, right? It's ridiculous. But this is the nature of fitness. I think people are starting to get into the realm where certifying is king. What that mean for you? What it means is, yo... What it means is try everything, right? And if you don't know how to do something, go on YouTube, find a good coach. Do it yourself. You're going to know a good coach because they're not even going to tell you they're good. They're just going to teach you stuff straight up. And maybe they got some extra initials behind their last name, right? Qualifying them as certified this and that, fine. But the person who knows the most doesn't need to tell you that he or she knows the most. They're just going to start teaching you. They're actually going to be more focused on conveying the message, disseminating information to you about how to use your kettlebells. They're going to be more focused on how do I get what's in my head about doing kettlebell cleans into my student's head, even if I'm on YouTube, rather than trumping up certifications and talking about different exercises you could do, right? Because let's face it, every exercise that's ever been done was done a long time ago. And you can do everything with pretty much any implement in the gym. And you should. You should. Right? If you want to work your grip a little bit more, you hold on to your kettlebells with two, three fingers. Instead of, you know, even four. Right? That's one way to work your grip. We can do body weight stuff on the floor with just our fingertips. When we're doing our push-ups, for example. We can do our pull-ups with our knees tucked into our bodies or even straight legs and two fingers. Sometimes I'll try a couple like that. I can work front levers from a Smith machine. These are things that both women, strong women and weak men can even do and practice, right? Because the idea isn't that ultra strong people can do everything. The idea is that everybody can try to get into shape doing some of these exercises which have been established for a long time. We just have a difficult time in the fitness industry. Not, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, putting propriety on the exercise. It's like, yo, that's a squat. That's great. But can you do it with this mace in your hand? I'll mace certify you. Like, ugh, fuck you. 
I, I can figure out how to do this from watching a DVD, a Blu-ray of a bunch of people doing it. And then I can go and practice. I can mess up a couple times, and then I can get better. I can go on Instagram and watch the gurus and teach myself, right? It's got to be harder to learn how to play the fucking guitar than it does to have to use, you know, one of those bags with the handles on both sides. Like, give me a break. But you guys should. I feel like, yo, you got to take every opportunity to get into better shape. And I'll tell a lot of my trainees, yo, you want to get into shape? And I actually teach them. You guys got to start jumping rope because it's the one thing that at your body weight, whatever your body weight is, if you spend a half hour doing it, which, by the way, is a tall fucking order. I am well aware. But you're going to burn the most calories. Almost more than anything else you could do in that half hour, save from like running a fucking, you know, a 25 minute 5k. Learn to jump rope. Learn to jump rope, guys. Learn to jump rope. If you do it and you're looking to get lean and or lose a lot of weight, learn to jump rope and do so for 15 minutes before and after. Get a half hour in your day. Try it. So I'm telling my trainees this. I'm having my, I'm challenging my trainees to do thousands of crunches per week. Um, and I'm taking them through it because I know that not only does that encapsulate a part of a bigger workout, but they're going to burn a ton of calories doing it. And it's something different that most people aren't used to. And it's something that everybody has access to. You can go buy a jump rope for five bucks and it actually will be serviceable. You know, you get the uh, latex ones with the plastic handle. They're not going to last you forever. Like in a year, you're going to have to get another one. But if you just want to get up and do something today, get that done. Start learning how to do those rope routines. Right. And running. Running is the other thing you could do today. You don't need a whole lot of anything to do it. Set yourself a benchmark and a time and get through it. Those two things you should be incorporating almost into any type of fitness that you're already into today. That's the truth, guys. Now, if you take another look at it, how do we go from that into learning how to do kettlebells? Well, yo. Whatever your entry point is, whatever it is you want to get better at, you want to get more lean. Um, I say always try to do your kettlebells because that's going to work. You can change the interval. You can change the intervals, of course, in running and with your jump rope. But kettlebells, you do so many reps. You do so many um, uh, You can change your tempo so instantaneously. To, you could create your own hit interval in three minutes. Then you can rest, do something else, come back and do another one. So it's a hit inside of a hit, right? I mean, that's that shit that gets you hella strong. We're working big muscle fibers all the way to the lesser ones. Those types of things are what's going to get you super strong. So I say always try to pick something like that up. Parallel to that or lateral of kettlebells, man. Hey, remember what the bodybuilders do all the time. Sometimes I'll see the biggest folks in the gym, right? 
working out with like dumbbells <laughs> that like a 16 year old should be using and I'm like sitting here wondering why I see a 215 pound six foot uh, just steroided a beast man only doing reverse flies with 12 pounds like what <laughs> are you doing 92 reps or what right <laughs> this, this is a younger cat this is a young blood too a young one so maybe that's what it is but it makes me laugh because it's like hey um is this a new way to get in shape but if hey if we're going high reps we're going a lot of sets we're getting endurance. We're getting the smallest muscles of fibers we got. So, I mean, that's a parallel exercise, right? If I was to go around a gym that taught everything, the next, you know, hour, I can do something, not literally in an hour, right? I'm going back to the, um, I'm referencing the, the, uh, the circular gym that I mentioned earlier, where I can literally every hour go to a new room. Well, in the next time I come in, I can do some body weight. I can learn to do some yoga. I can do yoga. Because a lot of it has everything to do with holding your body up. When you're coming back into your um, your kind of planky push-up position pose right there. Every time you end in that position right there, you got to hold yourself up. And you've been exercising for a half hour holding yourself up becomes less and less easy and if you're talking about pilates you're learning what your core does right i'll never forget my homeboy telling us what the core is and was how many muscles are involved and this is way back in 2006 and 7 now it's all everybody talks about right because um, it, he was a genius, but also because it was the core of fitness, the core of your body essentially becomes something that you'll rely on throughout fitness. You're going to need to do body weight stuff, right? To hold a bar over your head when you're done with a snatch, your core needs to be intact. I've... I had a student who went on to set, I think, the bench press record. She um, was 190 pounds. She set the California raw uh, bench record, you know, after after I had been her, her coach. And she, you know, she was, she actually thanked me because I wasn't giving her straight up powerlifting advice when I would teach my students. It wasn't about powerlifting. That's just one sport. You want to get into it? You do a lot of stuff. I was having us swing kettlebells. I was having us do, yeah, some power lifting and some Olympic lifting, sure. But I was doing reps. And she said, hey, thanks. A lot of that helped my core get stronger. You need your core to be intact. You need to be doing body weight. And that's the reason why body weight flows are still around, guys. Right? Looks like uh, the yogis had it right a long time ago. If I had to do classes, of course, boxing and kickboxing, I won't even get into it 
because that's just the best shit you can do for your body cardio-wise. I feel like uh, pound for pound, if you are competing, you're challenging yourself in ways that are just really telling about the type of adversity you can deal with and what you choose to deal with. It's a good way to get to know who you are if you can do it. Um, martial arts in general is, um, working with, with, uh, those Swiss balls, those, those rubber balls is fine too. You know, you strengthen your core. Um, yeah. And incorporating all those things into one kind of modality and that modality being time under tension is key. I can work everything at once. I can work dumbbells, barbells, uh, body weight all in the same day, all in the same fucking superset if I wanted to. Right? Watch how strong you get. These are the types of things I have my trainees do. Because I figure if we're doing everything, we're getting stronger. Big muscles, they're resting. We're working little muscles. We're working little muscles by pushing the pace and the rep count. We're pushing that rep count high because that's when the little smaller muscle fibers, the type 2, um, type, uh, sorry, the type 1s are actually going to get active, right? They're going to be the ones that are twitching slower, slower, slower over time, Right? consuming a lot less energy per pulse but burning oxygen those ones are the ones who are going to be working overtime so we can still hit those guys even though we're doing heavy bench press no one says we just have to do one thing right when i'm younger when i'm 15 and i walk into the gym for the first time it's all about specificity it's all about doing splits and what type of um split are you going to do today right and attacking just one muscle group the whole day, maybe two, for if it's a split. There's a moment in time where we figured out you attack even just one muscle group the entire day or for a good 50 minutes, then you move on to the second, which is kind of a valid argument uh, for um, a metabolic workout in general today. But it was all about specificity, right? like leg day is just going to be squats and then we're going to curl and then we're going to do hey i said it before on this show guys add in everything you can drop the weight down but don't just drop it and do the same muscle uh different muscle groups hit the same muscle group then when we're really gassed from doing heavy and light then go hit your hamstrings that's a better way to do it so we're still in the place where we can avoid propriety in fitness and kind of do things that make us stronger and how do we get stronger we vary up our style our steez in the gym has to be about everything collectively um that's it you guys it is mother's day tomorrow i hope you guys do that if you're a mom i hope you get the appreciation you are warranted and uh eat something good i'll be on vacation for next week so the next show will be in a couple days but you can reach out to your coach 
Instagram, Johan Underdog Trains. Come find me. I'll follow you back. You can find me on the website, thefitcollege.com, for advice. If you need nutrition, if you need meal planning, I'm there for you. And I'm not the best capitalistic person in the world, but I definitely want to reach out and help. So you can hit me up at the Fit College. Reach out and find me. Guys, that's it. Spend your week doing something a little bit different than you have been. If you've been spending time on the treadmill all fucking week, it's time to change it up. Jump off the treadmill every five minutes after you've been running hard and go lift light weights. The next time you jump back on the treadmill, instead of going to lift weights, do body weight. Start over. Do that. Mm, Ten times. That'll be about 40 minutes of work. You do that for 40 minutes and tell me you don't feel amazing. Tell me you didn't just get leaner (laughs) right then and there. Right? Keep the information in your own hands. And remember, if we're getting told that we need certified coaches to tell us everything, maybe we're doing a little bit too much looking outward and forgetting that the fitness is supposed to be about us the way we feel and us getting better. Mm-hmm. It's true. And um, in lieu of listening to outlandish advice about people pushing NAD into their blood via fucking osmosis and a backhoe and, and someone siphoning fucking oxygen from one side of a tube and all this weird shit guys focus on the things that get you better and then focus on one other thing where your weakness is at and do that right we're not very good at uh doing leg exercises spend the time that you should be resting doing light not light plyo but plyo and that's how we get stronger that's how we condition every muscle group 